Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. Coming up on today's show, mysterious hepatitis outbreaks, a crackdown on civil liberties, government talking about how they're going to combat greenhouse gases with what looks suspiciously like uh, aerosol injections, which is what conspiracy types have been warning about for years. Uh, They call it chemtrails. There's a tragedy with uh, more with the vaccine as it involves uh, uh, a youngster dying. We won't spend long on that. A doctor needs to treat her kids as she takes her out of the UK. That and much, much more coming up on today's show. So let's begin with the first one. Mysterious hepatitis outbreak in children has now been spotted in 20 countries. Who says? Who says at least 228 hepatitis cases have been detected in 20 countries? Most cases in Europe, but some in America's Western Pacific and Southeast Asia. The recent global outbreak has puzzled scientists who do not yet know cause. Well, there are some scientists that have put forward uh, an explanation for that, but I think they were called conspiracy theorists and... I certainly don't think there's enough medical evidence to suggest it is what they say yet, but common sense could give you a pretty good idea of what would be different over the last sort of 18 months that's just been introduced into the human system, shall we say. This is by Emily Craig, health reporter for the Mail Online, 4th of May. Eight more countries have reported cases of a mysterious hepatitis outbreak in children in the past week, the World Health Organization has confirmed. It breaks the total total number of it brings the total number of countries with cases to twenty. Globally, two hundred and twenty eight children have been sickened with an unusual form of the liver disease, and another fifty suspected cases are being probed. Our death has been confirmed, but four more are suspected, and eighteen children have required a liver transplant. So that's obviously extremely serious that children require organ transplants. So I think we need to ask whether these poor children got that thing, don't we? And if they weren't, were they in any serious um, like all day, every day contact with those that are? If so, how would that have transformed? Or if not, then what on earth is it? So... Very, very concerning there. There are concerns lockdowns may have weakened children's immunity to normally benign viruses and investigations are looking at whether a mutated adrenovirus or COVID are involved. Adrenoviruses, which normally cause the common cold and stomach bugs, are thought to be the culprit despite rarely causing liver inflammation. So again, there's with no medical qualifications whatsoever, you can apply a bit of common sense to this and say, is it possible? Right, if this is something common that is affecting them more strongly than in the past, would that imply a weakened immune system? And of course, you know where I would instantly go with that. So this is the first signs of it. Who knows? We'll keep an ear out on it for Beyond the News. And I'll bring you what my eye can what my eye can read in the mainstream news. I shall deliver to your ear via the medium of the podcast. Now, something I do like to do with the Daily Mail, I would do it with all other mainstream articles if I could, but they've pretty much all stopped their comment section from what I can see, is uh, I'm scrolling down on the new mouse so quick. Such a pleasure. If you want to know the pleasure I get from being able to scroll so quickly, go and listen to some of the uh, more 
far away podcast that, that's a far away now so i'm just kind of scroll down here and it's just advert after advert after advert have i missed the is there a button for comments now i was saying the uh, daily mail is the only one that's not done it no com- oh we have some comments lovely Right then, so I'm going to click to best rated and worst rated. This is something I like to play. I do it on all the uh, mainstream media articles if they had the comment section. Right then, so then, up 4 to 8, down 58. If you have not figured this out yet, this is the next COVID and the next excuse to ingest your inject your children with mRNA tech. Prepare accordingly. Right, so he's not saying it was a particular thing. He thinks that it's something else that's... You know the next step coming out we shall see won't we right now let's uh, right and the next comment that's got the best rated is 352 up 22 down ask bill gates he will know where it came from right so i think that covers both bases doesn't it something new and something old and of course uh, if those poor children go, don't get those transplants there will be something blue and we ain't talking marriage here so that's a very um I like that comment there. That covers both the bases. Right, let's uh, have a look now at the worst rated. Right, uh, up 8, down 113. Uh, this is by someone called Brexiteer Morons, Broken Tory Britain. Uh, more ha- blood on the hands of the smelly, disease-ridden jab dodgers. Shameful, selfish people. Yeah, no, I don't see any evidence for that whatsoever. Um... So there's always been a hepatitis jab and people have, I don't don't think there's been a particular uptake or downtake in it since it's been around. I don't know much about it. I just, I remember a friend of mine getting one once and that's pretty much my knowledge that they exist. And that was 15 years ago. So they've been around for a while. So why would it be, if you're looking for something that's new, you've got to look for something that's new. And I don't see any change there in the, uptake or lack of uptake of a hepatitis vaccine um let's go for the second one um this is by someone called not so correct clearly poor diet that's why britain is number one globally up to down 58 well the second part of that brexit britain is number one globally about poor diet i don't think there's any point bringing brexit into it But I quite like the idea of immune systems linked to diet. I think there's a lot of science for that. So, um, yeah, when was the last time I stood up for a worst rated person? There you go. Yeah, I think probably if they just got that, that's why, if they'd have just said Britain is number one globally, I bet you on the Daily Mail site that would have got a lot better. Oh, I don't really have... um, I don't really yeah, have anything. Oh, there's another down comment, but um, again, I quite, I think it's got some sense here. Uh, big nicks. For those blaming the jab, it's affecting the under fives. Too young to have the jab. That's, um, is it? Because that's a good point. That's, by the way, up 27, down 55. Let's have a look. 50, da, 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 da. Let's have a look at the UK scientists. I'm just going to scroll back down to see age. Um, 
most of the case most of the cases have been detected in the UK 145 I should probably have read more about this shouldn't I before going to the comments it sounds quite important there was a, I know there's a reason I opened with it as a lead story most of the cases yeah which have some of the strongest surveillance systems it previously announced hepatitis cases of an unknown origin had been confirmed in Ireland Spain France Germany Belgium Italy and the Netherlands as well as Israel Denmark Norway and Romania so it is the UK the biggest or is it just the most honest and going uh here it is and the rest went well it's just unknown put it put it under normal but just unknown in its first update on the hepatitis outbreak since April the 23rd the who said cases have spread to more than eight countries the agency did not reveal which countries had reported the extra cases but other health bodies revealed Austria Germany, Poland, Japan and Canada have detected cases, while Singapore is probing a possible case in a 10-month-old month, ten month old baby. I'll tell you what, just a thought that comes into my mind, which these random thoughts are often incorrect, my life has taught me. If it is affecting children under five, would it be children under... I'm trying to do the maths in my head now. 18 months old I would there be a is the hepatitis a problem between zero months to 18 months is there then a gap between 18 months and five years do you see where I'm going with that because if that is the case and bearing in mind I've just had that idea off of just one case a 10 month old baby that could imply that perhaps damage done in the womb from old um, thingy what's it that actually wouldn't imply it would imply a possibility that it may have occurred it wouldn't imply it it would imply a window of possibility so I've been too strong there but do you see where I'm going with that and then of course if it affects three years old then you can rule the old um, thingy what's it out of the equation completely in terms of direct and you would then need to rule it out in terms of associated. But that is just looking at one sort of thing. You're putting one thing under a microscope there. And again, 220 cases, lots of the thingy what's it given out all over the world. So again, but something to keep an eye on. So um, yeah, something to keep an eye on. But yeah, that, that person made a good point there. And then to see that it was 10 months rather than four years five years that kind of thing anyway just thoughts i can share with you there so uh, for anyone that says i mean it, only the very low informationally informed think that the vaccine does stop transmission in any way um because well we've covered it on this podcast i mean it's you know it used to be oh you're a conspiracy theorist oh no no you're actually co correct no it doesn't stop transmission it just lowers the symptoms now but anyway um, and if anyone is still arguing with anyone that says of course it stops transmission so this is an article saturday the 7th of may vaccine to stop covid transmission should now be a priority says leading uk scientist so if anyone says of course it stops transmission excuse me could you just get in contact with um Oxford University's Sir John Bell, because you could probably save him a few quid. Uh, Sir, 
Oxford University Sir John Bell says sharp fall in death rate due to existing vaccines allow for a change in priorities. It is questionable how much longer current COVID-19 vaccines will be used as they have largely done their job in preventing mass deaths and scientists should focus on developing a vaccine that stops transmission of the virus, according to leading scientist Sir John Bell. So uh, just, you know, I'm not really uh, agreeing with that comment. I'm just using the article to say the they've come out and go, hey, you know what we need? We need a vaccine that stops transmission. So if anyone goes, we've already got one, you can go, well, go and take it up with Sir John Bell of Oxford University. He's probably got quite a few other things that you all really like hearing as well. Anyway, but that, that was Julia Collowell. Um, just the headline for me was something to remember there. Breitbart, food crisis. German farmers warn of drought-related crop failure on top of grain fuel fertiliser woes. By Peter Cadell, 8th of May. Farmers in the east of Germany are warning of a widespread crop failures due to a lack of rainfall in the region. Things may soon go from bad to worse for shoppers in Germany and beyond, as farmers in the east of the country warn that the lack of rainfall could result in crop failures. We're seeing a perfect storm here and you can add to it some probably some bird flu outbreaks as well to cull the poultry. While no doubt a nightmare scenario for farmers at the best of times, these potential crop failures come at a time of spiralling food crises, thanks in large part to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and associated sanctions war, which is limiting the exports of grain and fertiliser to Europe and the wider world. According to a report by Die Welt, farmers in Germany, regions of Brandenburg, Saxony... Anyway, you get the idea. As a result of the cultivation of variety of crops is now in danger, with low yields expected as a result of the drought. One crop thought to be badly affected is sunflower which is likely to cause distress to shoppers throughout Europe who are already facing an acute shortage of sunflower oil a sizable amount which comes from Ukraine and Russia so I did a whole episode a few weeks back on food crises if you want to know more about that but just keeping you up to date there's another thing to add to that list another one here UK government's view on greenhouse gas removal technology and solar radiation management what they are so it's a big old science paper here and um, just scrolling through here if you want to see more about that and uh, if you're concerned about some of the things. Um, greenhouse gas removal, GGR, and solar radiation management are terms describing a range of technologies that aim to counteract human-caused climate change by deliberate large-scale intervention in the Earth's natural systems. They are sometimes referred to as geoengineering or climate engineering. GGR technologies actively remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. Examples include afforestation, bioenergy with carbon capture. Anyway, you can read it all for yourself. Examples including brightening of marine clouds and the injection of aerosols into the stratosphere. While these would likely to reduce the Earth's temperature, they would not reverse ocean acidification, unlike GGRs. So, they don't exist. The government's getting your view on something that doesn't exist. Has the government asked for your view on uh, Santa Claus? No, Santa Claus doesn't exist. Sorry if there are any children listening. Santa Claus exists. Anyway, anyway, I was trying to keep it a family show. Santa Claus, it's, you get the adults uh, listening, you get the idea of where I'm going with that. And if you really want to know more about it, go and look at the terms chemtrails. Now, Government will tell you, governments around the world and their PR people will tell you, chemtrails, they're a conspiracy theory. Right, a chemtrail is spraying stuff into the atmosphere. 
Right. What's your plan to combat climate change with this? Spraying stuff into the engine. But that's not chemtrails. That's called GGR. So um, it's just the little games that they play. And again, you're living in this fantasy world where, where the government are talking about, you know, they're not talking about, you know, is it going to... They. I don't think they're admitting doing it already. But it's, you know, the, sooner or later, there's enough people that are going to do something about it. So they're just going to go, oh, yeah, it's legal now. Oh, we never did it before we made it legal. No, 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 no. They were conspiracy theorists. But it looks exactly the same as you've done for the last 30 years. We've been, no, 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 no. Shut up, conspiracy theorist. That's all legal now. So you can go and look more into that. There was a United Nations Treaty. I believe off the top of my head it's 1976. Uh, weather Weapons Treaty. Weather Modification Treaty. Something like that. 1976-ish. 70s. And you can actually see the United Nations own document on that. So this is what? 50-year-old technology, roughly, at least. Now then, from the mirror, Emma Scully, 7th of May. Doctor spends £6,000 treating daughter 11 with long COVID abroad as no help in UK. Respiratory consultant Dr Benita Kane said her daughter's first bout of COVID in 2021 was mild, but she never fully recovered. Um, respiratory consultant who, Dr Benita Kane, who sits on the Independent SAGE Committee, rushed daughter Jasmine to A&E with extreme abdominal pain three weeks later after she tested positive for COVID in January last year. She said, like most kids, she had a quite a mild initial illness but then she never recovered she had a severe fatigue a sore throat aches and pains she was unable to function she'd recover then it would happen again some 125,000 children aged 2 to 16 reported having long covid in the four weeks to april the third dr kane battled for six months to get her daughter treatment on the nhs but none was available she said she had the whole barrage of tests done and they all came back normal. She was sent to a clinic that just offers fatigue management. It's important to know how to manage fatigue, but it's not going to improve her symptoms by itself. Jasmine's father, Mark, gave up his business to care full time for her and her sister, Maya, nine. And in February, Dr. Kane took Jasmine to Germany to get treatment not yet available in the UK. After three visits, Dr. Jane says Jasmine is 50% of her old self. I'm really interested to know what treatment she got um it's not medication used often for children i'm saying what it is and i don't want people copycat prescribing it's not without risks um so i would be interested again to know uh if that doctor ever looked into ivermectin right then the next one from india times the guy who beat built the world wide web is building a new internet where you control your data. Not for long, the moment the corporations stake it over, I would have thought. This is by Gwyn DeMello and uh, last updated on October 1st, 2018. So not exactly topical, but I think it came across the Beyond the News Telegram group, which is at Beyond the News Gym. So um, there you go. It's probably going to be needed because I imagine censorship and the crackdown of the flow of information and our right to spread it will be universal online and in person one would suspect that's what i think is coming for the next decade among most of the political regimes around the world and 
that might segue me into nicely something I've got queued up from The Guardian here. Crackdown on Green Zealots Chaos. Oh, so this, this is, no, this is not The Guardian. Moment of it. It's not The Guardian, Green Zealots. It's the Daily Mail. <laughs> you just tell from the headline immediately. Crackdown on Green Zealots Chaos. Eco-warriors will be banned from chaining themselves to building and blocking roads under Tufts' new police powers to quash protests. Uh, as you heard earlier, I'm not in the man-made climate change camp, but I am in the peaceful protest for everyone and to protest everything, whether I agree with them or not, camp. So uh, this is bad. You know, don't let your, you know, don't let your hatred for or dislike or whatever ne negative emotion, disbelief you want to do it. Don't let that cloud the fact that everyone has the right to free speech and peaceful protest. So not happy with that. Let's continue. Police will soon be given powers to tackle disruptive action by protest groups. See, again, I imagine what they would then define a protest group anyone you know judging by what we saw during covid it's all for the the green zealots oh but it's now yeah we brought it in for the green zealots but it can be used against anyone that even remotely protests government for any reason now <laughs> we got the idea from trudeau worked over there so um yeah we should be very very concerned about this do not let division stop you from standing up for each other's rights and freedoms and freedom to peacefully protest is one of that police will be given to powers to stop protests blocking roads and inflicting fuel shortages on motorists mm, canada anyone get back i'm not inflicting fuel shortage you're a trucker driver aren't you should be at work but i want to protest no by not being a trucker you're not delivering fuel you're inflicting a fuel shortage on motorists to see how that can be used a law to tackle disruptive action groups such as Extinction Rebellion will be announced in the Queen's speech. Yeah, I pretty much have zero uh, um, belief in any of the Extinction Rebellion's cause and all the people that are into that kind. Of, I mean, all in, you know, they've probably got some good economic stuff, but the whole um, they are a bit fanatical for my liking. But they have the right to peaceful protest. Everyone does regardless of what anyone thinks about it. So ministers have made the Public Order Bill a priority and it will start its journey through the Commons tomorrow. Yeah. So within a couple of years, this will probably be uh, ruled out for... Um, Don't like your food shortage. Protesting starvation. There's a problem for that. And there's a solution for that. Prison. You'll get fed there. A criminal offence of locking on will be created to prevent activists chaining themselves to buildings, vehicles and other protesters. Well, um, so, hang on, you see. If you were to... See, that's not right, because if two people want to chain themselves together, whether it be for Extinction Rebellion or a, a kinky um, session in the bedroom, you know, they should be allowed to. Because it's them. Buildings, private property, vehicles, private property. Oh, I, I can I can see that. But if it's your vehicle or your building or another protest which has consented to being chained with you, that's out of order. That's a, that's a bad law. It will carry a maximum penalty of six months and an unlimited fine. There you go. Well, you can peacefully protest 
if you're a millionaire. Well, you were a millionaire, but the fine's unlimited. So how much have you got in your bank account? We'll just have that. Thank you. Yeah, tyranny, full on tyranny. Stop and search powers will allow police to detain campaigners carrying bike locks and other equipment designed to make themselves difficult to remove. Minority report, isn't it? You're carrying a bike lock. Bike locks aren't illegal. Ah, but we think you're going to commit a crime with it. Ah, but it's innocent till proven guilty. <laughs> not in not in Britain, 2022. No, no, no. You're in the Tom Cruise movie now. We think you're going to do something, but you've got no evidence. Of course, there's not going to be any evidence. You haven't done it yet. Now, let's talk about that unlimited fine. How much are you worth? This is terrible. And if we put up with it, we would deserve to be under it, Britain. If we all just want to go and get bogged down and have our freedoms taken away, we will deserve it. A new offence will be introduced to specifically ban the obstruction of key national infrastructure such as airports, railways and newspaper printing presses, which will be punishable by up to 12 months in prison and unlimited fine. OK, I, I, I can see. But do you need a new law for this? Because this is private property anyway. So you could just, you know, all airports are private property. Anyone there, you could just trespass them doors away, couldn't you? Railways, they're privatised. Newspaper printing presses. Presses. Really, is that key national infrastructure? <laughs> I think if you're trying to get another lockdown, is the TV might, but really? Newspaper printing presses? They, that's effectively another free speech thing. So you're going to protect the free speech of some and not others? That's terrible. Uh, what What if you're protesting that the printing press is putting out a lie? What would happen to all those Hillsborough people with the sun? It will also be illegal to ob obstruct major transport works, including disrupting the construction or maintenance of projects such as HS2. Again, would that not be covered with existing trespassing laws? And new serious disruption prevention orders will allow police to ban suspected troublemakers from attending specified events. So that's pretty much using the football hooligan laws on them, isn't it? Again, another form of pre-crime. You're a suspected troublemaker. And so we're banning. Yeah, this is this was ruled out to different groups, uh, you know, over the years. In the 80s, I think you saw the football hooliganism thing. And that's that, that's instantly what comes to my mind with those minority report things. So uh, groups such as Extinction Rebellion, Insulate Britain and Just Stop Oil have used guerrilla tactics to wreak havoc in recent years. Guerrilla tactics. See, again, that's such a, you know, emotional creative word isn't it you know gorillas you you always imagine them guerrilla tactics as you know armed dangerous people have used intelligent have used effective tactics I, I, again i don't 
agree with their cause, but, you know, I would say their tactics were effective. And I don't think, I mean, again, I'm completely against anyone, the damaging of anyone's private property. But, and some of the, these people have gone too far, but I wouldn't call them gorillas. The raft of measures come after Pretty Patel visited the Metropolitan Police Specialist Training Centre in Gravesend, Kent, yesterday. During the tour, public order instructor Sergeant Adam Nash showed the Home Secretary some of the tactics and equipment demonstrators used to maximise disarray. So anyway, you get the idea. Don't like what the government says or does? Well, there'll be laws to deal with you. And if we allow it, we become like Canada. And if Canada would allow it, they become like China. Let's also have a look at that from another option now, which I think was the, the Guardian. But I could be wrong. There we go. This is the Guardian version of it. Helena Horton, Tuesday the 10th of May. Criminalising our right to protest. Green Group's anger over public order bill. There. Now, I've I've loved some of the Daily Mail articles it is. I've slated some of the Guardian. I will call it as I see it. I much prefer the way the Guardian have covered that rather than calling them green zealots. It's much less divisive. And I know... The Guardian are into those sorts of causes, but why can't people just tell the facts? Why do they have to jazz it all up? Because they're trying to divide and conquer, cause division. The moment we all come together and talk about how we're being screwed over and come out of a left-right paradigm, we can get some things done. Measures in Queen's speech would have outlawed protests that won votes for women and legalisation of unions, say critics. Yeah. Good point from the Guardian there. Environmental campaign groups have hit out the draconian protest crackdown bill announced in the Queen's speech. The new law appears to be targeted at groups such as Extinction Rebellion. Anyway, yeah, I have no doubt it is. That's the PR for it. It's all for the Green Zealots. But mark my words, it will be used against anyone that... Ofsted powers boosted to tackle illegal unregistered schools in England... Where do you go to school? I can't tell you. That's the first rule of school club. You don't talk about school club. Where? Where's the latest speakeasy now? Oh, there's a school I go to. Don't tell anyone, though. It's illegal. Right, new legislation would boost the school's regulators' powers to crack down on unregistered schools operating illegally in England, ministers say. The government says its school bills will introduce compulsory registers so children not receiving a full education can be identified. Education Secretary Nadim Zahawari said the bill would ensure every child has access to the education they deserve. But Labour said the Conservatives were failing our children. Shadow Education Secretary Bridget Phillipson said the government was obsessing over structures instead of improving children's experiences in the classroom. Yep, I would agree with every word of that. And Labour, when they were in power, did exactly the same. In fact, even worse with all their targets and all that kind of stuff that were introduced. She said there was no plan to improve teaching or tackle the exodus of school staff from the classrooms and that Labour had proposals to boost new teacher numbers by 6,500. Yes, but I'm sure that would help. But are you going to do what you said you would do in obsessing over the structures instead of improving children's classroom experience? There's uh, a whole reason that these kids are getting switched off. It's a very Pavlovian system. 
I think she's passed away now, but have a look at the work of Charlotte Isby, I think her name is. I mean, I first came onto her work 10 years ago, and she was in her 80s, 90s then, something to do with the Reagan school board, and she saw a lot of problems of stuff being introduced, and a lot of what she said at the time seemed to have been come to fruition so i would have a go and look at that she's also got some very interesting things to say about the people in her family and their connections to skull and bones as well so pair guilty of 4500 a year illegal school um in 2019 officer estimated that a fifth of unregistered schools were faith schools including 36 islamic 18 jewish and 12 christian yeah i can see that you want to get children and education and that's very important and all that kind of stuff but let's not have these clamp down bureaucratically on the homeschooling networks or the faith schooling networks let's only see it being used on the ones that are proper dodgy rather than the ones going hey we disagree entirely with this government syllabus you know what i mean let's see it for that uh, chris russell from offices said the buildings were often unsafe and squalid and that many of the settings offered a narrow curriculum that failed to meet... Now, is he talking about normal schools or the dodgy schools there? You know, there's a lot of unsafe and squalid schools. There's a lot of ones that offer narrow curriculum. For example, you're never taught how to get into politics. The people that run the system don't teach any classes and how to change it. I mean, that just comes into my mind doesn't seem to teach you you know in i know that you you know you can't you've got to have work experience and all that kind of stuff and you can't just go right work experience go and be self-employed uh, what do i do well it's up to you in it i know that that is unfeasible and unrealistic but it's i like george carlin's comments on the system they want people just smart enough to be able to punch numbers into stuff to hold out their hand to take the money and not much else not enough to question the system or do anything about it get distracted by the television or get into more spiritual affairs and talking about that there might not be a further need for that coming down the line because let's do you remember old Klaus Schwab's um, little minion I found some new videos of him this is from the Washington Standard and uh, the front one they the up front they play the JP Spears uh, comedian take on him the one that I played uh, several episodes ago and it's uh, from Rumble by the looks of it so it's good to see them getting on board all these videos are from Rumble I wonder if they were taken down on YouTube what truthful videos down from YouTube immediately if our corporate masters say so. So um, let's have a listen to um, what's his name again? All, all I can remember is JPC is referring to him as a reptile. <laughs> there he is. Noah Harari. There you go. Um, Washington Standard. I'm not, again, not convinced this is what I would call mainstream news, but the videos that they are playing are really this guy saying really what he wants so hey when mainstream media will cover it like i said if it was just the views i wouldn't be reading it out but they've clicked the links to videos and this is what he's saying and i've seen him say these types of stuff on videos i've seen on other stuff that weren't the washington standard so here we go 
big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present... Right, let me just say, um, because I'm using a new uh, setup for today, the big question moving forward will be what do we need humans for? Or what do we need so many humans for? And the guy asked him, have you got an answer to that? And he has just, just this evil smirk on his face, like, uh, yeah, we've got something planned, pal. Don't worry about it. So I uh, just wanted to, for, I'll, I'll put it in. Again, I'm not saying the mainstream, Washington Standards mainstream news, but the links to the videos are really him saying this stuff. So I'm going to put it in there and you can see the whole videos for yourself. You can just see the little smirk on his face. Best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. We call this the metaverse. What you guys do in here? Pretty much yeah. everything that you would do in the real world. Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Would constitute a new useless class. When I say that these are useless humans, it's not from the viewpoint of the mother, of the wife, or the, or the son. Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. I'm sure you recognize that voice. We do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. There you go. I'll just. There's the infamous clip that's played time and time again. He's talking about lowering the population and he says if we do a really good job on vaccines. Don't believe me? Let's just skip that video back so you can hear it for yourself again. Do we need so many humans for? First we've got population. Now the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Forget the conspiracy. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just right. get your damn vaccine. All right. All right. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> so obviously they've put a clip in there at the end. But um, let's go and have a listen to uh, another clip of uh, Mr. Noah technology will, on the one hand, make it possible to start enhancing and upgrading humans, and on the other hand, especially the rise of AI, will make more and more humans economically unnecessary, useless, and therefore also politically powerless. And the world or humanity might have, different parts of humanity might have different futures, and we might see really a process of some kind of speciation. There you go. He's talking about we here in the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, we need to consider the fact that um, a lot of people are now going to be totally useless to us and we will consider them a different species. Don't think I paraphrased that incorrectly, but of course if you feel that I did, you can let me know at beyondthenews at protonmail.com and same with anyone that has any copyright things, let me know, I'll take them out. I own no copyright to anything at all, ever, that I've played. Um, I think I may have clip played a clip of me and Craig Campbell once doing a cruise episode. That might count for about a minute. But yeah, other than a couple of minutes in the other 88 hours, uh, no, I own no copyright on any of the footage that I've used.
Now then, let's move on to uh, another article which I'm sure is totally and utterly uh, nothing to do with what we've just heard about. Uh, it reads from the New York Times, a baby formula shortage, and um, I've got to register to continue to read it. Or do I? Because I have queued up from Fox News, The Five, and they're reacting to Biden's baby formula crisis. This was premiered 22 hours ago, and uh, it's the variety of Fox News people talking about exactly the article the New York Times was talking about. So let's listen to this for five minutes or so. President Biden barely lifting a finger to fix a nationwide baby formula shortage. Parents are in a full-blown panic over whether they can keep their babies from starving. Supply is down 40% nationwide. Instead of using the bully pulpit and demanding action, all Biden could muster was a measly closed press event. The president putting out a three-point plan to address the crisis, vowing to cut the red tape. But Joe was apparently too busy to talk directly to the American people. And as usual with his presidency, it comes too little, too late. Jen Psaki, spinning like crazy, appears to have contradicted herself on when Biden learned about the crisis. President Biden has directed the administration to work urgently to ensure that infant formula is safe and available for families across the country. This has been this is work that's been underway for months. When was the first time the president was briefed on the shortage? I'm not going to get into internal briefings. He's been made aware of it through the process, and there's been steps. It would have been yes. And as American families scrambled to keep their babies fed, a GOP congresswoman making a bombshell claim, Kat Hammock, releasing photos she says she got from Border Patrol that apparently shows pallets of hard-to-find baby formula ready for illegal immigrants to use. There were several agents that actually sent me text messages with photos and videos of not just boxes, but pallets of unopened, unused, waiting to be used, baby formula and diapers. And we're talking lots of pallets. And this was at the Donna processing facility as well as the Ursula processing facility. I have it from several higher ups within the border patrol that more pallets are expected to arrive in the next three days. We did reach out twice to the Department of Homeland Security for comment, but haven't heard back. All right, Jesse, uh, I guess now we can add the baby food uh, <laughs> shortage uh, to the list of other disasters that this administration is dealing with or maybe not dealing with. You add it to the laundry list and you have to say to yourself, is this, is this just continuously what we're going to have to deal with without anyone really doing anything about it? Yeah, there's shortages everywhere. There's one in the White House. <laughs> Listen, Biden's so old school, he probably thinks all women breastfeed anyway. I'm surprised he hasn't gone after big formula. There's a few reasons why we'll this is happening. Breath. There's a few, yeah, well, that too. Don't Geraldo. go there. Uh, there's a few reasons why. There was a baby bust during COVID, then there was a baby boom post-COVID. People started getting busy. Then a lot of people are stealing the baby food because you could sell it for high prices on the black market. And then you have the recall, you have the supply chains, and there's a shortage of labor and cow milk. Cow milk ingredients, there's a shortage of in this country in 2022. Does Biden see any of this? No. Yesterday, we played a soundbite of Whoopi Goldberg saying, none of this is Biden's fault. He walks around, he steps on a loose floorboard, and it hits him in the face. Things keep hitting him in the face. 
That's because Joe and the Democrats can't nail down any of the damn floorboards. Everything from baby formula to crime to inflation to gas prices, he's surprised by. The man has no vision. He's like a quarterback who gets under the center and he has no idea how to read a defense, right? He's reacting to everything. You have to get out there and anticipate things that are happening. And at this point, what he's done with families, he says he cares about children and families. First, he calls kids racist in school. Then he calls parents domestic terrorists. Then they can't feed their babies. But we can feed the Ukrainian war machine. We can feed the illegal alien babies. But we can't feed our own babies. It's sad. Well, you know, doesn't it add, Greg, to the America last theme that has been going on since Joe Biden became president? You know, that if what the congresswoman says is true, and I have no reason to doubt her, that there are pallets of baby formula. I said the other day on this show, last weekend, my daughter's baby, 10 months old, she said, Mom, can you go look for baby formula? Two places I went to, nothing, zero. And now, do you know how fired up I am that they're, they've got these on pallets at the border? I mean, what about our kids? Well, it's, it's not America last. It's a specific number of Americans last. Permission to go off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the government doesn't like half of the people it governs. Actually, it might even be higher. I mean, you could, it's not just Trumpers and Republicans. Whites, straights, males, suburban moms. This is the party for the oppressed. And even when you're a mom with a baby, let's face it, you're an oppressor, right? You, you reproduce, which harms the environment. Uh, you expand your carbon footprint with family. You didn't terminate the child, you know? So there's no, maybe no baby formula they think is not a bad thing. And Jesse's right. If we had an engaged president who could see the priorities of the, uh, the average American clearly instead of running cover for kind of woke policies, whether it's canceling student debt, defunding the police, the medicalization of children, uh, it would, it, we, would have, we would have beaten this thing or got our head start on this. Instead, you know, we make fun of him about losing his keys, his whatever, losing his place, but he's kind of lost the sense of what America is, right? He has forgotten that he's president of all of us. And he is the s most slow to react president probably in US history and it mirrors his own slow to react mannerisms. And then when he's caught out, he just starts yelling, right? And, and, and it's a manufactured rage. I don't know if you saw that tape yesterday. It's a manufactured rage saying like, this is my kind of action. But no, it's a, it's a man shouting at the clouds and really having no idea what to do. And I think that the American public has every right to be enraged and not the kind of rage that burns down cities, which is acceptable to some Democrats. In this case, your kids go hungry. You're going to see more than parents at the school boards. Yep. Okay. Geraldo, you know, the Wall Street Journal yesterday had a very interesting article, and they said that this, this recall at the uh, manufacturing plant at Abbott in Michigan is wor has worsened an already existing industry. Uh, where they've got a shortage of baby food. But what was stunning to me in this article was that they, the Center for Disease Control says that there is no connection between anything at that Michigan plant that's been closed down since February 17th and the children who, the two babies who died and two were injured. And so the question that I have is, if the CDC says that the, there's no contamination, uh, one person said on Fox today, I think it was James Freeman, he said, is this a government-created shortage? Why don't they just go back in and say, start producing? It may be a government-created shortage, but I think that it is wrong and unfair to minimize the fact that uh, 
Similac and aluminum, uh, aluminum and the other mm -hmm. uh, baby formulas have been recalled. They have been recalled. That is a fact. Why were they recalled? Because four kids got sick, two of the kids died of these bacterial infections. Mm -hmm. So there's several things that go on. Number one, the FDA was slow to react. They got the complaints about Abbott Labs in October. It wasn't until the end of January that they inspected the Abbott plant. A whistleblower at Abbott has accused the baby formula manufacturer of falsifying records, failing to keep records, uh, releasing right. untested baby formula, and hiding the records from but 2019. But when they tested, that's but the issue. The, the, it is interesting that Abbott, in, in, in regard and uh, in to support of what you said about uh, the CDC, CDC yeah. uh, Abbott is giving a number out that people can call, and I'll let the producers tell me whether I should give the number, uh, to get the baby formula from Abbott on the assumption that, you know, it's safe enough, that you'd rather feed are, the baby than are, have are the baby Are you saying that Abbott will give people formula based yes. on a number? Give me the number. We'll put it on. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, fantastic. I, I don't know if it's okay. Let the producers say it. Okay. But I, what I want to do is I want to go to you, Dagan. The other thing that I found out that I thought was very unusual what, what is that 98% of the formula that we use in this country for babies. And by the way, if you're not familiar with this, if you don't have kids, you can't just give babies food. You've gotta have formula right. or you can't make it. Apparently, we sell that formula to other countries, to Ireland and other countries. I mean, what do we do now? Do we now pull back and say, it's America first? Is that what Joe Biden should be doing? Well, one thing that the FDA uh, should have done and is planning to do, according to the talking points that they were regurgitating today, is alleviating some of the trade restrictions that mm -hmm. the FDA has in place on formula. Why did they wait? Because the shortages were going up and up and up week after week, month after month. This is not just an Abbott problem. There were supply problems on formula right. months and months before. Last month, there was an April 10th, the week of April 10th, 31% of the most popular baby bills formula brands were out of stock. Uh, week of April 24th, it was up to 40%. So Jen Psaki right. has the gall to stand up there and say, we've known about that for months. Okay, so you knew about it for months and didn't do anything and frightened these parents and potentially let children starve. That's your America? Mm -hmm. if you knew about it for months. So the FDA is apparently going to alleviate some of these trade restrictions. So I'll just leave that there. Uh, I think they made some uh, very good points on that one. And uh, sorry to hear about the poor baby's deaths. So um, this article is more than eight years old from The Guardian, but I do very much enjoy it. It's John Pilger. In Ukraine, the US is dragging us towards war with Russia. Sounds very much like Oliver Stone's film, there's a, so there's a couple of two old school lefties here that called this whole Ukrainian thing back in 2014. In this case, Tuesday the 13th. So why do we tolerate the threat of another world war in our name? Why do we allow lies? Anyway, blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. Uh, John Pelliger, some good stuff there. I can't read much more into it because it's behind a registration wall. And... Uh, there is a wonderful video on the Beyond the News face, um, Telegram group. In fact, actually, let me just waffle on for a little bit and buy some time while I go and dig it out. 
So this is a video on the Telegram group and um, it appears to be someone to do with the US authorities talking about what they've been doing with the Ukrainian military, funding them and all that kind of stuff. And it's from Fox News and it's got all the blurb that goes underneath it and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, just to give you an idea, have a listen to this. Is the, the training and effort that went into getting the Ukrainians ready for this kind of war over the last eight years. The United States, Canada, Britain, other allies uh, really helped train the Ukrainians in, in small unit leadership, command and control. So eight years, 22-2014 is what I've been talking about. This is like a coup and I'm not even a Putin fan, but play it the other way. If the If Russia financed for eight years, someone on, you know, Mexico's doorstep to overthrow them. What do you think the US would do? And it doesn't make either of them right or justify any of the suffering of the human misery that's caused. I just want to give you an idea of what's going on here. Uh, operational maneuver, the kinds of things you're seeing them do now, it's not just about the weapons. It's about the skills and the capabilities that they and the leadership that they're exerting on the battlefield. And that wasn't by accident. They really have transformed from a Soviet era, very Russian dominant sort of military, very top down, rigid doctrinal military to one that's much more Western aligned in, in, in terms of the way they think and act and, and uh, actually encourage initiative on the battlefield. Again, that wasn't an accident. That was the work the United States and so many other allies were so there you go. I think that uh, gives a reasonable idea and the eight year time frame ties it into John Pilger rather nicely. I'll now play a video again from the Telegram group. This is Tucker Carlson interviewing um, and talking about the Canadian plan to euthanize poor people. Yep, you uh, or potentially you heard that right. Have a listen to this. for covering it, Tucker, because it doesn't get a lot of coverage. And I, I think I have to wonder why. I mean, violence is something we hear covered ad nauseum. Everything today is violence, even things which obviously aren't violence. Yes. This is violence. This is medicalized violence. Why isn't this being covered? Why aren't we talking about it? Especially when it's poor people, especially when it's working class people who are structurally pushed into that. I think that's a question worth asking. Well, sure. And there's this very difficult problem, which what do you, which is, what do you do when an economy based on finance starts to go south and average people, you know, can't kind of sustain themselves? Do you do guaranteed basic income or whatever? This seems like an obvious choice for ghouls, neoliberal ghouls, like we'll just get, you know, force people, poor people to kill themselves. And how many times have we heard from Canada about their health care system, their social care system, talking exactly. down to us about so many things? And now the it's come home to roost. Canada's policies are seen for what they are. And we need, I mean, Canada has their own problems. We need to learn from this. We need to say, right. look, what's happening to our poor people, to our disabled people? The dementia population, Tucker, which we talked about the early part of the pandemic, is set to double in the next 20 years. It's going to triple in the next 30 years. What are we going to do? Are we going to put the resources in to care for them? If we don't, I really only see two options, so-called robot care or straight up no chaser euthanasia. Yeah. So why don't politicians just say out loud now? I mean, so many things we're seeing now we couldn't have imagined 10 years ago or five years ago even, and now they're commonplace. That's right. Killing yourself is not liberation. It's really sad. You shouldn't be forced to do it. Like, why does nobody say that? 
Well, your show is an example of giving people a voice who have no voice. The people who are most dramatically impacted by this, the working class and the poor, don't have a voice. And so we need to decide. And it's so interesting to see the political realignment underway. Which party is going to be the voice of the working class, the working and of the poor, to be on the side of people who say, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, but I don't see any option given what's been offered me. That's just diabolical. Now, I thought I'd play it because it was sent on the group and it's definitely Tucker Carlson and all that kind of respect thing. But I'm not quite certain what policy he is referring to. But over the last half an hour, have I not just... Uh, it's worth remembering that No Hawari is good friends with Klaus Schwab and so is Justin Trudeau. And the whole, you know, what do we need humans for thing keeps coming over and over again. And I can't help but get the look of Mr. Noah's little smirk when thinking about this stuff. But you've seen governments now. Oh, this food stuff's coming. We've known about it for a time. No, we're not bothered about it. Oh, well, we're going to have to start, you know, looking at people and seeing them as the useless. And yeah, we've got a plan for them. And, you know, my best pal is Klaus Schwab and we've got the mutual friend of Justin Trudeau. Go and have a look at, you know, my best pals pals that are in political power. Go and see what they're doing to their country. And maybe you'll get an idea of what we're going to do with all those people I now consider economically useless. Uh, just to finish up here with a few more articles from the independent COVID vaccine ceiling approaching for some. A study suggests fourth jab may not be necessary. A hint that some people might have already reached ceiling in terms of protection they could acquire from fourth jab. That's by Samuel Lovett. I would go and look at the Pfizer documents released to go and see what those percentages are and for how long uh, that that vaccine ceiling may not be in as high or as long as you thought it was. And uh Next one here, quite a sad one here. Baby drowned in bath while mum collapsed from rare reaction to COVID jab by Kirsten Robertson. Don't think I need to elaborate on that sad story anymore. And so uh, our final story here tonight will be from the New York Post. And it's from March the 22nd. Haven't covered it before by John Levine and Jesse O'Neill. Hunter Biden helped secure funds for US biolab contractor in Ukraine emails. So Russians assertion that President Biden's son Hunter was financing biological laboratories in Ukraine was biased in was based in truth, according to the emails reviewed by the Post. A trove of emails on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop, the existence of which was exclusively reported by the Post in October 2020. Yeah, to be fair, they did and a lot of other um outlets said oh no you're just fake news and it was just like that just that weird kind of like oh it's real but we call it a conspiracy theory and then just ignore it and just we just anyone that brings it up we just call it a conspiracy theory it's all coming home to roost who knows what went on but uh you've seen the whole biden thing with i said fire that son of a bitch or whatever he said about you know giving the money and withholding the money all that kind of stuff you've seen for yourself who these people are you've seen for yourself and heard for yourself what their friends think of the majority of people so um once you can accept that tell others and um let's try and all build a better world together peacefully and lawfully of course so however you listen to us whether it's on spotify or the mediums put out via anchor or on radio illumini uh, thank you